0: The year was 1920. The turn of the decade was a period of widespread economic prosperity in the United States. It saw the rise of industries such as manufacturing, film, and radio. These were the glory days of Charlie Chaplin, Babe Ruth, and jazz music. The era came to be known as the Roaring Twenties. In Doyer Street, New York City, In an area commonly known as Chinatown, the Numwa Tea Parlor was born. And in a time when migrant workers, let alone migrant business owners, were facing so much adversity, a Chinese-owned restaurant, smack in the middle of New York, is truly a feat in itself. It lived through the Great Depression, a couple of wars, and countless financial crises. 2020 is the 100-year anniversary of one of the most iconic restaurants in Asian-American history. Wilson Tang now runs the business. The dynamic 41-year-old former banker took over in 2010. Under his leadership, Wilson transformed the then 90-year-old restaurant into a modern dining experience. While maintaining most of its original flair from the red vinyl booths in the back to the antique fans art tables and even the 1930s countertop the success and longevity of the nomwa tea parlor was built on the foundation of resilience with the belief that if you build it people will come great food and great service is all you need And we know COVID-19 is having a disastrous impact on the economy. One of the many industries especially hard hit is the restaurant industry. Many restaurateurs say they won't last another month. In the interest of social distancing to reduce the spread of COVID-19, a lot of businesses announced closure Sunday. But in recent weeks, great food and great service hasn't been enough. Like millions of small businesses all over the world, the Nomwa tea parlor is at risk of closing down permanently over the next several months. In our small shops, the billion dollar corporations scramble to figure out how to survive. The rest of the world sits and waits. That leaves us wondering how can we survive? Hey, how's it going everyone? Welcome to the third episode of So You Think You Can Leave. I'm your host, Jed Mangana. I hope you guys enjoy the short story about the Tea Parlor and the Roaring Twenties. This COVID-19 situation really makes you think, right? It's been a tough couple of weeks, and I wish everyone is doing well. At this point, there's no more room for denial. We have to come to terms with what's happening, and the quicker we accept what we're going through, in what we're about to go through, the more chances for survival we will have. Let's face it, it's going to be a bumpy next couple of months. In this episode, we're going to talk about how we can compete in the new normal. As the term suggests, the new normal means disruption of the norm, or translated literally, a previously unfamiliar or atypical situation that has become standard, usual, or expected. This term arose during the aftermath of the 2008 global recession, and although there are similarities in the effects on the economy, experts are saying that what we are facing is much worse than what happened in 2008. The economic impact brought by COVID-19 is a completely different story. At its very core, this is a health crisis first and the result of the isolation measures implemented globally to try and contain the virus, is the subsequent economic downturn. People simply can't go out. Some still do, but others can't go to work. And some are just too scared to leave their homes. Leaving businesses and establishments pretty much empty. And if you think about the scale at which this is happening, the negative effect on the economy and the livelihood of millions of people is glaring. Although comparable in some ways to previous recessions and pandemics, the impact of what's happening now is far greater, and this leaves us with little or nothing to mold our survival plans around. And with that being said, we have to try to find ways to cope given the circumstance. We have to be creative and innovative. Great leaders understand that in crisis, there's always opportunities. Whether it's a business trend that could be profitable, and for a nonprofit organization, there's a chance to help the community and people in need and to inspire. Again, as I've mentioned in the previous episodes, in a time like this, people need someone to look up to for direction and clarity. And that's gonna come from you, the leader. I truly admire people and leaders who continuously try to keep things together and they're playing the cards that they've been dealt. You don't hear any excuses and they're not pointing fingers. On the other hand, sadly there are people who have yet to come to terms with their circumstances and they're still playing the victim. And to be honest, in a time like this, having a victim mentality, while everyone is preoccupied with their own troubles, does not do you any good. No one will have the time to stop and feel sorry for you. So playing the victim is useless and it's a waste of time. And quite frankly, it's an abhorrent quality in any circumstance. Another thing that's been put into light is the financial situation of people. We must understand though that it varies. The financial troubles of some could not be simply justified by bad spending habits and lack of savings. It's not that simple. For people who live in poverty, for example, the basic principles of saving and investing is different for them. Because as it is, they barely have enough to spend for necessities like food and water. But for people who've had more than enough to spend on basic necessities and have neglected the importance of saving and investing, they're the ones who should reassess their financial habits and their situation. I've been hearing this a lot ever since I was a kid. Always save for a rainy day. And now it's been raining for quite some time, and this couldn't be any truer. With the new normal slowly progressing, how can we cope and survive? Having the right mindset puts you in a place to see things from a perspective that gives you the best chance at competing in the coming months. Again, as I've mentioned, no one will feel sorry for you, and you have to find that inner motivation to keep going. Although we have to understand that having the right mindset alone is not enough. You need a plan of action, and more importantly, you need to take action. For business owners and people in top leadership positions, it's our responsibility to find ways to make things work, not just for the sake of our livelihood, but for the people who depend on us. Understanding that this is bigger than you gives you that extra push that you need. A business that employs, let's say, 100 people is not just looking to survive for the sake of the business. They're looking at the welfare and families of the 100 people who depend on them. In the last episode, we talked about being productive at your own pace. Now, this is important because the time that we have is a chance for us to get better at the things that could add value to our lives. Now, in the coming months, employment may be scarce. There will be more unemployed people than jobs available, even for freelancers in the gig economy, because people are really going to look to tighten their belts. But in any crisis, there will always be opportunities. And I'm not going to get tired of saying that over and over again. And being equipped with the right skills that are in line with these opportunities gives you a chance. Some of the skills that could be in demand post-pandemic are copywriting, digital and coding skills, data literacy, design thinking, entrepreneurship, and innovation. And it's not a bad idea to learn and develop these skills. This is a golden time for companies, organizations, even individuals to reinvent themselves, and we should be on the lookout. The new normal is forcing us to do things differently. Restaurants, for example, are looking to pivot towards online delivery and takeout options. Companies are moving towards more online trainings and meetings. And working from home is a trend that would grow significantly in the near future. Now, How productive that setup will be is yet to be determined, but it shows that slowly, everyone is adjusting to the new normal. And when we look back, months, maybe even years from now, those who will come out as winners post-COVID-19 are the ones who reinvented themselves and grabbed the opportunities the fastest. That's important too. Remember, you're not the only one seeking opportunities out there. Everyone's trying to win. Now, would that be you? It's up to you. In the first part of the episode, I talked about Nomwa, a Chinese owned tea parlor and dim sum shop that's been around since 1920. Its longevity in the ultra competitive restaurant scene in New York is truly impressive. And there are three reasons why it has survived for so long, and this has been evident among immigrant run businesses in the United States. They tend to be resourceful frugal, and resilient. Most of them don't have debt, and they're living well within their means. And being resourceful, frugal, and resilient will be key for survival, not just for Nomwa, but for countless other businesses and for you and me in the coming months. We're living in a time when buying things you can't afford is as easy as swiping a card or signing some papers. And it shows why a lot of people are not prepared for a sudden global economic crash. Think about it. More than being worried about their health, people are more worried about paying for their bills, their loans, and mortgages. COVID 19 is not just taking lives, it's taking livelihoods. For me personally, I see some stuff in my room, around the house, that I could do without and wishing I never bought in the first place. For others, it could be the same. We may have been living with the illusion that things will always be bliss and that at the end of every month, Somehow a paycheck is going to come in. But when it stops, it really makes you think, right? There's something about fighting the same enemy that unites people. For some who's never experienced being at this low point in their lives, aside from the fear, there's a sense of peace in knowing that we're not going through this alone. The world has never seen an enemy like COVID-19 and people say it's unfortunate. But I see this as a wake-up call. And just like any wake-up call when life slaps you across the face, you have no choice but to wake up, grow, and learn. Yes, we've had it tough. 2020 has been harsh. But our generation, the people in this lifetime, will be known as one of the most resilient and toughest people who ever lived. Life is challenging us. And we have no choice but to hit back. And hit back hard. Thank you for tuning in to So You Think You Can Lead. Whether you are a part of JCI or not, I hope this podcast can be a safe space for you to learn new things and think outside the box to be of service to others. Join me again next time as we continue to find ways to create positive change in our communities. If you like this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and share. Once again, this has been Jed Mangera, the 2020 president of JCIDPA. I'll see you again soon.